Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. As we said earlier today, part one of our bloke interview dropped this morning. Uh, that was sort of more about me and my personal life before Guru. And then part two here today is sort of how I started Rugby League Guru, how I ended up on bloke in a bar and whatnot. So a bit more footy, a bit more social media sort of stuff in this chat, which I think you guys will really enjoy. I was obviously lucky enough to sit down with Kempi a couple of weeks ago and do a chat like this. So uh, pretty enjoyable for myself. And it was good to sit down and talk to Kempi in a little bit of a different context to what we normally do on a Monday for the review show. So part two available now, guys. If you want to go and watch this entire clip on YouTube, go to Bloke in a Bar. It's probably six or seven episodes back by now, but you can watch it all there. If not, part one and part two are now live on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Yeah, because I remember, I remember basically, you know, obviously we'll get to it, but when you come on the show and you kind of said, I'm thinking about doing it full time and that, but walk us through the thought process and it's actually, sorry, walk us how the guru became a thing, the rugby league guru, because it's sweet now, like it's sweet now because you've got the runs on the board, yeah. but very bold name, very bold name. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's funny, like I, you know, I think in the early days, a lot of people were just like, arrogant prick full of himself blah, yeah. blah. like it literally started I was in a super coach comp with my mates that mm. I took way too seriously still do to this day mm. and they in an off season once started an NFL fantasy mm. and I, I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan so I know the Steelers inside out but the other 31 teams very clueless mm. no Tom Brady and that's about it but because I'm competitive and I went into that I was like okay I want to try and win this so I literally was on Twitter one day and found a guy called the NFL guru mm. and he pretty much did my team. I just followed his tips the entire year. <laughs> Didn't win it, came second or something. And then I was like, fuck, maybe I could do this for, you know, starting in NRL, super coach, whatever it might be. So I started um, super coach guru. And to be honest with you, what I was trying to do was just trap my mates in the comp to ask me questions. Yeah. And then when we go away on draft day, I can reveal to the boys, oh, fucking dickhead, asked me this, said this, did this. And I was trying to lure them in like the guys that hadn't won a comp yet. 
to be like, oh, you know, have have you won many comps? Like, and I was hoping they'd lie and talk themselves yeah, up to yeah. a stranger and shit. To their credit, none of them did, which is incredibly disappointing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I sort of started that, and it, I don't know, it just it got like it sounds silly now, but like I still remember where I was sitting when it ticked from nine hundred ninety nine followers to a thousand. Yeah, and just remember just going, oh my god, that is mind-blowing yeah, like yeah. how could this possibly happen um and was going at that for probably a year or two and i'm, I'm very lucky i've got a mate that um he's, he's very humble and sort of keeps to himself dude but he's he did the same thing when we finished high school started a social media account and it's now got i think he's just ticked over two million followers yeah, million wow. subscribers on youtube he's got a heap of fans? people working for him. <laughs> fans, I wish it was. <laughs> um but yeah and he, he's funnily enough like he, he's literally just around the corner yeah okay um and he sort of pulled me aside one day and was like oh i reckon you can make a career out of this and i sort of said yeah fuck are you talking about there's nothing in rugby league like there's this not, yeah how how could i possibly and like not even like there's rugby league then yeah. there's super coach yeah yeah he's like I, I reckon you could have a red hot crack at this and i was like oh, i don't know man i don't know anyway so um kept sort of going at it he was the one that convinced me to change it to rugby league guru yeah and expand because i was finding myself doing posts and doing stuff that was more than, you know, that was actually talking about the whole rugby league. And the comment was always the same. Stay in your lane, super coach. Yeah. Blah, 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 which is, you know, completely fair play, especially if you're going to call yourself the fucking super coach guru. But also like stay in your lane. Oi, bro, what do you do for living? Like if you're, if you're a sparky, you're only allowed to talk about fucking fair. sparky. Yeah. yeah. Fucking does my head in that. It's like, you got a dude that's like a, he's a plumber and he's like, bro, don't talk about MMA. It's like, well, you're talking about MMA. You're a freaking plumber. Fair. You got to talk about plumbing then. You yeah. only get, everyone's only allowed to talk about what they do for work. Yeah. We just won't talk to each other about anything. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that's just an old pet. But yeah, I, start, I started to find that like my Supercoach content didn't do well, but I started to find more and more my NRL stuff was doing really well. Mm. Um, so I, saw, I sort of just made the jump and I thought, okay, let's see if I can expand my audience, see where it takes me. Uh, and then I remember 2019, I was, this is so embarrassing to talk about. So fucking embarrassing. I was, I was driving in the car and I had my mate with me. What I used to do is a sports show that I, a guy that I like in America named Colin Cowherd. Yeah. Big fan of him. Or um, I, I listened to his stuff on the way in here today. And what he used to do is he'd do his podcast. Then he'd put it on YouTube and then he'd take, you know, a 10 minute clip like what we do on Monday, mm. put it on social media. And I remember when I was driving, my school used to be a 15 minute driveway. Mm. So I'd load up his three most recent videos from the night before and watch them five minute clips on Facebook. And my mate got in the car one day when it was on and he goes, the fuck are you doing? Mm. When I know I really like this guy. He's like, I'm sure, but why don't you just listen to his podcast? And I swear, I said, what's a podcast? <laughs> that, was, that was the end of 2019. I started my podcast two months later. 2019. Yeah. I had no idea, no idea oh, whatsoever. Man. That's crazy. And then within a year, it was my full-time job podcasting. Yeah. I didn't know what it was the end of 2019. So that is absolutely, the fact that like 2019's like, I mean, it's early, bird's eye view eventually, that'll be super early. Mm. But like compared to, you know, I think it's 2012 when they started like really beginning to build. Be, a I'd never heard the word before. I know. It's funny that all the people- The app early, was already on my phone. I'd yeah. never seen it. I'd never noticed it. Pink app. It's funny the early on when I was asking people to come on the podcast, mm. they'd be like, what what do you mean podcast like what is that and i'll be like i have to explain look it's just an interview it's just an interview okay so your mate says look just when you listen to the podcast and then when did you go okay well i I really enjoy this kind of format of content where i don't need to watch it i can just listen we can whatever when did you go you know what i want to start my own podcast 
Uh, yeah, I think at the end of 2019, I sort of made the decision that I was going to leave teaching. I was at a school that I didn't really enjoy, a principal I just couldn't get along with. Um, and I think by this point, I think Guru was at about 18,000 followers. Or Which something. is pretty bloody good. Well, yeah, time. considering like I'd like when you think about Supercoach, there's 160,000 people that play. Mm. Within 18 months, I had about 18,000. So it's yeah. like an eighth of. Yep. Everyone that plays the game was following my Instagram page. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was people outside of Supercoach as well. But, yeah, like I look back on it now and I just think like, fuck, it happened quickly. Mm. I don't know if I just got in at a sweet spot. I don't know. But it did. It moved quickly for well, like Supercoach content. I mean, you wouldn't say it, but you're good at what you do. That's why it fucking happened quickly. Yeah, for sure. But it's like, yeah, it is, it, it is just wild how quickly it all happened. And then, uh, like I still remember at start of 2020, I went, I, like I, I paid to go to a podcast course. And, you know, it sounds so stupid, but... I love the initiative, though. I love the fact that you just fucking did it. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, but, but, mate, like, keep in mind, you know, I'm saying that, and 2020 doesn't sound that long ago. Yeah. But two months before that, I'd never heard the word. Oh, no. It sounds so stupid, but, like, I've had people that have come to me before and just said, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And I say to them, you should do one of those. It'll be stupid, but you'll take little things from it. And it'll we'll give you a little bit of confidence too. Like 100% it will. It's there, it's yeah. done. I, I remember he sat me down and, he go, and I had, um, there was uh, uh, Darren Brown and um, Steve Maven who used to play for South Sydney. They started their own podcast. So it just happened to be us there that day. Yeah. And Brownie, like he's like a um, family friend to me. I've always grown up with him. And I remember um, Silky, the guy running the course, said to me, oh, I, I want you to uh, um, interview Brownie. And I went, yeah, sweet. So I had a few minutes to prepare. And I got like five minutes into the podcast and- Silky just goes, just shut up for a second. And I went, yeah, yeah, what? He goes, you're not listening to him. Yeah. I went, what do you mean? He's like, you've got all your questions ready to go. You're not actually listening to what he's saying and responding. You're not having a conversation. You're reading a script. Mm. And it was, and like, if, if I got nothing else out of that podcast course, it was that. Having that yeah. realization that when you're having a conversation, you actually need to listen to what they're saying, respond mm. off the back of it, which sounds so simple. Yeah. Like how many times have you been on a podcast when you know this person that's interviewing you mm. is reading off a script and they're not responding to what you're actually saying? Yeah. What? Mate, you're absolutely right. And it's actually great advice with Silky. Yeah. It's great advice because that's what a podcast is. That's, that's what separates a podcast from a normal interview yeah. is the conversation rather than the sitting sure. there with the, the questions. Yeah. Um, so it's a great insight. Champion guy. He, he was... He was um, the uh, uh, Roosters ball boy during the 80s. So he was a rugby that? league guy as well. So no, was this uh, like rugby league convention or something? <laughs> yeah, boy, it was a little bit like that, yeah. yeah. That's, um, um, I love the fact that you just had the initiative to um, go out and do it because I get a lot of um, messages of people going, oh, I want to start a podcast. Have, have you got any advice or like what do I buy on that? And look, I, I get that. Like I, you know, I, I always answer and I'd be polite mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, just get it done. Don't, don't be asking people like advice. Like, of course, ask the advice, but if you're waiting for someone to give you some secret of like, this is how bloke was built or this is how guru was built. Like, there's no secret. Yeah. I went on YouTube and just learned everything. You went to a podcast course, like there's your yeah. secret. There's your secret. Like there's no ingredient that, you know, so, and also that, that advice a bloke gave you about the fact that, you know, you have to listen to your subject. Yeah. I think also one, I think big key advice, and it sounds ironic because I'm the one talking right now, but is... A lot of people say they want to start a podcast to interview people, but deep down, they just want to get themselves out there. Yep. 
you got to ask yourself, are you there to get yourself out there or are you there to get the guest out there? For sure. It's and it's a big thing like – and like I don't interview as many people as what you do, mm. but like over the last year, you know, um, Jacko's come down here a bit, Jamie's come down a bit. And it's a thing that I – because when I'm watching an interview and I'm seeing the interviewer more than the person, oh. shits me to no end. Mm. Mm. And there, there's a lot of people out there that do do that. So it's something that I really emphasize to get a question out there and then let them run. Mm. And I think when you let them run, that's when you actually listen to what people are saying. Yeah. That's when you have real conversations. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also that's the, the the magic of a podcast because you'll go down here avenues that aren't scripted. You didn't know that was going to happen before the potty. Yeah. I mean, even today, like you, your, your partner asked you, what are you even going to talk about? Like we didn't have, we don't have questions here mm. or, or whatever. Um, I had to Google your name. That's pretty much all I had to do here. Um, <laughs> I did the same on day one when I came in here. Don't worry. Um, okay. So, so okay. You go to the podcast thing. You start your own podcast. Did you find you really enjoyed it? It was almost like an outlet to talk footy because I'm assuming you just want to talk footy, but there's yeah. a lot of blokes like, you know what? I don't fucking care, bro. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I did enjoy it, but there was also like, uh, and you know, I, I came in with the idea of I'm going to interview someone different every week. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. I remember my first week I had uh, Brett White on and I absolutely loved talking to him. Legend of a bloke, had a great chat, got to week two and I'd send a thousand messages and got two responses and just going, ah, shit, I'm one in yeah. and I'm dusted already. I've got yeah. no one to talk to. So I sort of, yeah, I sort of just decided to give it a crack. Like mate, the vast majority of podcasting I do, I'm talking to myself. Yeah. Like I do a lot of my stuff solo and it's so normal and easy to me now. But like starting out, fuck, it was tough. Very strange. It's very strange. It's very odd and it's very... But did you enjoy getting it out? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I enjoyed just being able to talk about it, but it is... It's very hard doing it on your own at the mm. start. And like the, mate, the thing that happened to me, as I said, 2019, didn't know what a podcast was. 2020, went to the podcast course. Six weeks later, started the podcast. Two weeks after that, the world just went, we're going to shut down. And I yeah. just went, shit, what am I going to do here? Yeah. Like I, it was, it was, you know, like I'd, I'd left teaching. I was doing like a bit of casual teaching. So thank God I was getting like a bit of uh, money from the government. Mm. Cause I still remember mate, like I, you know, my, I, I got my first paycheck for podcasting expecting, you know, for the month. And I was expecting, oh, you know, it might be like, a thousand bucks or so which you know that, that'll be okay that'll be sweet it's fucking 132 dollars oh and uh, so you were with a were you with a podcasting agency i was with time? an agency yeah yeah, okay, yeah. And, I, and i remember just going oh my god what the hell am i gonna do and you know for i, I don't think I, I remember the first month i got like 500 dollars. yeah and, and it took me a year mm. and it was the best thing ever and that's where like my missus supported me throughout the whole thing and helped mm. me out and everything and like obviously now times have changed and everything but like I'm very looking back. I'm very proud of myself for not throwing in the towel. Yeah, for and going sure. back to teaching because yeah. it was always there. I was, you know, I was a male. It's hard to get male teachers, so there was a job on offer for me all the time, and I'm just glad that I stuck at it. Mm. It's uh, that that initial first couple of years. It almost feels like banging your head against a wall to to a degree. Right, it's just getting constantly punched in the face, yeah. and you know, everyone around you is saying mm, you should probably stop. You should probably this isn't going to work out, and. Yeah, that's why. Like, I'm I'm super proud of myself for just pushing through that. Mm. And it's the people that are the closest to you. Granted, it was pretty much my missus was the only one that just said, "No, fuck it, keep going at it, mm. keep going at it, keep mm. going at it." And uh, so, yeah, I was very lucky on that front. You know uh, what I used to do is I would find people with followings, and I would see how much followers they had. So let's just say, you know, someone back then had two hundred thousand followers on whatever. Like it might have been YouTube, it might have been Facebook, it might have been Instagram, and I would divide how many followers they had by how many years or months they'd been doing whatever they did 
And so like, let's say, you know, they're 200,000 followers and they've been doing what they've done for five years. I would divide that what year and then down to months and then down to weeks and then down to days. And when you did that, you actually saw, oh, they're actually only getting 10 followers a day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, it's just, you know, I just need to stick in here because yeah. 10 followers a day, the only, the only part of the recipe that everyone misses out on is I just got to be in the race. If I'm in the race, by the time I hit, you know, X year, I'll have X amount of followers. And consistency is such a boring word for mm. people. Yeah. You know, everyone wants consistency, but no one wants to go through consistency. <clears throat> mm. And like that, that's all it is at the end of the day. Yeah. Like that is all that it is. It's like consistency and also being honest enough with yourself. Like, are you good at what you do? Yeah. And, you know, there are some people that just, this isn't their talent, yeah. you know, and there are some people that is their talent, but they have no, con- like they cannot for the life of them just be consistent for a long period of time. Okay. So you do the podcast, you get a decent reaction because obviously you wouldn't have wanted to push forward if you didn't get at least some positive reaction, yeah. but the decision to go full time, how did that all come about? And, you know, I guess let us know how tough that and scary that decision is as a bloke that, how old were you at this stage? Uh, 27. So you're a 27 year old yeah. bloke. You got a partner, and obviously, as a man, you're sitting there going, "Look, obviously, everyone's different. I'm not speaking for everyone, but for me personally, as a man, my goal is always to provide financially for my wife and my children. Yep. You know, they can get there, do what they want to do, but I want to be able to give them the option that they've provided for 100. percent So you've got that pressure at 27 years old. Talk about the decision to go full time. Yeah, and like, like we we just brought our house, so like mortgage and you know you know planning for family wedding you know all this sort of stuff and i remember i'd i'd got a phone call from my podcast agency that sourced a lot of my deals and they'd got me a really good deal for the next year and they said it'll be this amount and i just sort of went i'm (laughs) i'm on the bloke in a bar panel full time i've got this deal that can start me for the year surely i can generate more off the back of that and i just thought you know what fuck it i'm gonna go for it i still remember actually where i was you know I i was speaking to beck about it and she was like, yep, let's go for it. Um, spoke to other people and, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I remember I rang you and I sort of said, hey, I don't know you're doing. You were like, yeah, fuck it, go for it. Like, you'll be fine. Let's do it, yeah. And then told the school, rang them and said, I'm not coming back. She was really good about it. She was like, fantastic, I'm super happy for you. Always a spot for you here if you need anything, blah, blah, blah. And then three weeks later, that deal completely fell through. <laughs> and do you, do you oh, actually, we won't say who the deal was with. No, I can't one. say the deal was yeah, with. Yeah. Um, but, and like, I, I look back at like how much money that was then and me just thinking that's life-changing stuff. Yeah. And then when it fell through, I was like, oh my God, it's over. I'm going to have to go back to teaching. And, you know, all these dark thoughts came back straight away. Um, and I'm glad that I just persevered through it and pushed through it. Because um, I look back, like, like I, I don't even really remember it that well, how it all played out. Yeah. But I remember at the time just thinking, oh my God, god it's all falling apart before Mm. it starts it's crazy to look back at those moments yeah it's and you almost think if i knew what i knew now would i have the guts to go through that um what did your partner say to you because you know if you're a good bloke you care about what your partner says and you you know you make decisions together how did she talk to you about everything no she was really good mate she's very positive she was very much so just if that's what you want to do go and do it Mm. um which I'd like to say I would have been the same, but mm. I'll be honest, I don't know if I would have been. Yeah. Like it put a lot of pressure on her. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's also like you're, 
you know, like it's, it's your partner going to do something rogue because like realistically, like what, what we've sort of done hasn't existed before in rugby yeah. league. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a, like now, as you said before, now that it's got legs and it's got runs on the board, it's all good gold. It's great. You know, like I've got mates having the, that they call me guru now when three years ago it was an absolute piss take because I yeah. thought the thing was so stupid, which fair play to you. Yeah. There was every chance it was going to fall over and fail. Mm. But now that it's sort of got runs on the board, it's a very different sort of situation and people look at things completely differently. But I don't know, from day one, Beck just looked at it like it was going to be a success. Really? It filled me with so much confidence. Man, I always, I always say if you want to know what it feels like to be a king, get a good woman in your life. Yeah. They can make you a king or they can make you an absolute peasant. If you get a bad woman in your life, she will turn you into a peasant. Yeah. A woman, a good woman will turn you into a king. And I've been, I've been lucky on that front. You know, Beck's been fantastic. My, my, you know, long-term partner before Beck, I'm still friends with she, she was an absolute legend as well. I haven't really had those bad experiences that I hear some people talk about mm. and, and whatnot. Uh, so I've been very lucky on that front without yeah. a doubt. Um, it reminds me of when you said like, it's all so obvious now. There's a scene. Have you watched Succession? Yeah. 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 You know when Logan Roy goes, they're peppering about something about that he'd achieved or whatever, and he and he goes, <laughs> um, once something's done, everyone always acts like it's also fucking obvious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and right. it's kind of like podcasting. Like now it's here, everyone always like, oh yeah, for sure. like, yeah. Well, how obvious is that? Man, three years ago it wasn't even obvious. It was a like it's a fucking massive grind. Okay, so what? So basically, you make that decision to go full time. Funnily enough, so I'm sure people want to know how you came on Bloke in a Bar. So I was looking for a new host, but this, like, it wasn't public that I was looking for a new host and it wasn't even a thing. And you were definitely, uh, you were already someone that I was going to mm. potentially reach out to. I just needed some time to get my head around it. It was because yeah. it was such a, something that just happened so quickly, everything. And it hadn't even been fucking a few days. Um, anyway, <laughs> the great Rue messages me and says, hey, mate, if you, need a co-host i'm here and i was like i loved the initiative i was like fucking love that it's been like a second and this guy's ready to go and i was like you know what boom he's got it he's got the gig because obviously there's like obviously i sat back and thought about you know i I could get a big name player and all that carry on but my um you know in dealing with people in the past i was frustrated at whether you're a big name or not a big name, if you're on this panel and you don't have good footy knowledge and you don't know a lot about every team and watch every sport, in the long run, you're actually not as valuable to me and you're not not—you're actually not delivering the quality that I need on Bloke in a Bar because I want Bloke to be the best quality stuff you can get, whether you like it or not. Like even the biggest haters on bloke, of Bloke, um, they cannot say that this isn't high quality rugby league chat. Yeah. And so obviously with yourself, I was like... I loved his. In, I loved your initiative, but also, okay. In the short run, you know, you may not have the profile of an XNRL player, or whatever. But over the next few years, if we build his profile up, his profile can be as big as some rugby league players. But on top of that, his footy knowledge will be better than any analyst in the game, or as good as any. Put it this way: he'll watch as much rugby league as I watch, yep. which is the prerequisite to be on the show. That was my thought process of coming on the show. Come on, bloke. What, what was the you know first experience of dealing with how big bloke is? You know, like yeah, it, it was daunting. Yeah, <laughs> it was very daunting. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, and like the social media bl- blew up and everything, and it was you know, and it may, even like it, it'll probably sound stupid to you now, but like the idea of me sitting with a first grade footballer, mm. 
is just fucking wild to me. Yeah. Like, and and you know, I've I've always thought that when I the first probably three years of Guru, my biggest weakness was that I hadn't played first grade. Yeah, yeah. It's... Now that I'm past that period. I think it's my biggest strength mm, that I've sure. got to where I am without playing first grade. Absolutely. And that Absolutely. it has just had to be runs on the board. It's your Harry Grants, it's your Reuben Cotters. It's all this sort of shit mm. that has managed to get me to where I am. Mm. And even like to, to, to end up on that show with you was, and you know, I, I knew, fuck you, you, you got every first grader in your phone, on your mm. Instagram, like you can get whoever you want to do whatever. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence. Mm. And it's, you know, like the um, the Ruben Cotter thing. Like, take that for example. Mm. Like, that, great moment. But like, in hindsight, like, fuck that took balls to say at the time. Like, yeah. I, I I remember saying, it and then like, I, like, and it wasn't on camera because the camera was on me. But I saw your face. I was like, the whoa, fuck what's is he big. talking about? Yeah, and like, like to be honest, in that moment, I sort of went, oh fuck, have I missed the mark here? <laughs> like, have I? But then because he wasn't even this, we, he won't even make the starting seven. A lot of people stage. didn't have him in the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I didn't, I didn't think it was crazy. Like I wasn't sitting there going, "What an idiot!" I was mm. just like, "That's a bold call." Yeah, bold and it's call. you know, it's you know, and then uh, I, and I, like I, I remember leaving the show that day, sort of thinking, "Fuck, I'm going to get absolutely pizzled for that," mm. and like being worried about that. Uh, but remember then, your, remember your night's call. <laughs> yeah, Ended up coming through a couple of years ago. You got Shout out to Newcastle. Hope you're there still. Fucking got yeah, got absolutely dusted. Um, and you know, fuck, mate, I, I like it's weird. Three years ago, people would never forget the ones that I got wrong. Mm. But all of a sudden now, it's like people only remember the ones I get right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it yeah. just it completely flips, and nothing's changed. Mm. Same dude, saying the same shit. Yeah, but you're good at what you do, and that's that's the key. I mean, that's you know why I chose why I asked you to come on the show is because you're you're good at what you do and quality always rises to the top. You know, the 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 uh what's the word? The profile that mm. can be grown. Like yeah. that's that's not a hard thing. What is hard is are you good at what you do? Um even though I was the first one to pick Harry Green out, but we won't <laughs> talk about that. We won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that, but those first few months and this is something that, you know, it actually it, it was uh, really important for me. Um but those first few months, you're not earning much money. Mm. You're just squeezing by. And there was a moment, and you, I'm not sure if you're aware that I know this, but you were struggling for money and you got a really, really good offer from a beer company. Mm. And you didn't even message me. You said no straight away. And when I, obviously I knew about it and I was like, that for me is loyalty that will be repaid long term. Mm. And so that that's also what bloke is about, you know. And yep. look it's look, bloke isn't about standing in the way of any money, but there has to be some kind of loyalty between, you know, the panel or whatever. But when you're struggling for money and you're making these tough decisions like that one would have been, because, you know, it's fucking money's tight. Yeah. What what are you thinking then? Yeah, it was interesting. I, I remember like looking back to that conversation and that was at that point that was the biggest deal I'd been offered mm. for sure. And I remember um I sort of I remember like having that conversation with Beck and sort of saying, "Oh, look, I got this offer, but I don't feel it's the right thing to do." And she just flat out said, "Yeah, it's not the right thing to do." Mm, yeah. So it, and and that was sort of where it ended. Yeah. I think I, I eventually rang you at some point or yeah. something along those lines. Um, and I think yeah. it was because then there was this another alcohol company, and you were like, "Oh, what what do you think?" And I was like, oh, what's other alcohol? I don't give a shit. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't like, beer. The, oh, that's right, actually. The one was, that I rang you wasn't beer. Wasn't yeah, yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. The one you rang me wasn't beer. It was a whiskey or some shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, the first one, I don't know whether, I think it might, Maddie might have talked. Anyway, I don't know how I found out. But it's, um, 
yeah, it's really important and it's fucking, it shows your character. Okay, but then, so you're going through the tough times. When you're struggling for cat, like money's tight. Mm. What, what's your mind, process there? Are you going, no, no, I'm all in here. I'm, I'm all in. It, was there a time period where you were sitting there going, if it doesn't work within X amount of years, I'm going to go or not really? You know what, I think, I think it took off literally the moment before I would have been at that point of putting a deadline on it. Oh, really? Like yeah. the, the time, like I probably never sat down and had that thought process. The, the beauty of it as well, that it was like, it was 2020 and I think I came in, did I start here 2021? Yeah. End of 2021? Yeah, yeah. So like COVID and everything was still going on and I was sort of, I was working sort of part-time at the school one or two days a week. So I was keeping myself afloat and the other, you know, all the other days I was just going all in on Guru. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think just before it got to the point where I was a bit hairy, I was like, fuck, might have to look at other avenues here is just when it sort of started to kick off all yeah, of a sudden. Okay. Um, and it's the, you know, I've, I've, I remember years ago, you showed me your um, podcast listens over the seven years and it's mm. just then like that. Yeah. And just, and it's funny, like just as soon as you tar- start to hit that slope, it just keeps going yeah. and it just picks up. And so just getting started as well, which is crazy. Okay, so it just it picks up. What's that feel? When, when was the moment when you go, "Oh my god!" Like I'm here. It's a full time job because that that's actually the best. That's actually a better feeling, even though incredibly grateful for where we're at. Like it's so we're so lucky. But that initial feeling of like, "Holy crap!" I get to do this as a full time job. When was that for you? Uh, it'll, it'll probably sound strange, but you know, I was full time all the way through 2022 and the moment that it sort of dawned on me that this is fair income and we're making a difference was our grand final show. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah like, wow. I, I like, like I remember you say, oh yeah, we'll do the grand final show. I was like, yes, yeah, like we'll get 30, 40 people. We'll show up. That'll be cool. Maybe a couple of photos. That'd be nice. And showing up that day was just, it was unbelievable. There was just so many fucking people there. Yeah, no. And I, I know it's grand final. And there's already people out there, but there's a billion things you can do on grand final day. Mm. Like there's a game of football on 50 meters away you can go and watch. Yeah. It was also it was at like two o'clock or something, wasn't it? Like it was. It was oh, it was relatively early. Relatively like, early. Yeah, yeah, like we early. didn't like you didn't have to be there at that point. No, not at all. And just the amount of people that were there was just unbelievable. Mm. And the amount of people coming up saying hello and like the amount of people as well. Like like for me it was crazy. Like people were coming up to me and being like, saying to me like, oh. What about when you traded this guy in Supercoach in round seven? And I'm like, bro, I don't remember that. How do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fucking unreal. Uh, so that, that was probably the moment for me where it sort of, it all came together and I was sort of like, my God, like this is, and, you know, it sounds hey, heaps corny, but like, like I look at us and I just think like, to me growing up, the best hour of the week was the footy show on a Thursday night. Mm. And I speak to people now who tell me their best six hours of the week is Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, that is unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. That is for the sure. best thing ever. And the people, like, the country tour was a huge eye-opener for me as well. That mm. was, like, <laughs> that was off its head. We, we went for four weekends in a row. The fifth weekend, I was getting married. So, yeah. like, it was hard for me to sort of enjoy those four weeks. But, you know, as soon as our show was over and we'd sit down having beers with people, it was that was the best, mm. the absolute <clears throat> best. And just to... Especially for me, like I've always lived in Sydney. I've always, you know, I haven't spent much time in the country and everything. Getting out there and meeting those people, and because you know, like we sit here, we talk for hours. It's all good and well, and like you just don't realise how far it goes. Yeah, you just seriously don't because you're just in a room talking. Yeah, and like our biggest episode was over a hundred thousand this year. Like that's off its head. And then like 
after that, it's not like that was 100,000, it's 100,000, 99,000, 95,000. And an average show, you're looking at minimum 75,000 downloads. That's literally a, a core stadium. Yeah. Sitting there listening to your podcast. It's, yeah, it's, it's honestly unbelievable. And once again, it's in the early days of podcasting. Like, I, I just think, like, we're bloke, guru, playbook, everything could be in a few years' time. It's just, it's wild to even think like about. Like, think about 10 years. I know, it's terrifying. I don't, I just. Like, I'll only be, in 10 years, I'll be 30 years old. <laughs> and you'll be fucking, what, I'll be 40 years old, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be 46. You'll be 40. Yep. Um, you're like, you know what I mean? You're still relatively young 100%. then. 100%. You know? so, that's yeah. 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Um, okay, so. What's been, what's been, a, is it that could be any things that's been the biggest thing for you at, over the last year or so? I think so. Yeah. I think that has sort of been my point of difference, mm. um, which is like, as I said, like Guru didn't start as me picking out kids that were coming through the grades, it started as me picking out like um, good super coach players and whatnot. Yeah. So it's funny how it has evolved. And like, once again, I, I just never thought there would be legs in being able to, and yeah, I, I think as well today, like, there's just so many people that are like, like 10 years ago when I was watching Jamie Soward, like you could have never watched tape of Jamie Soward playing in those grades. Now all that's available to people. Yeah. It's all there. It's all available to everyone, but you've got to be willing to put in the effort of watching it all yeah. and going through all that, which is what I do. Mm. And, you know, like on a, on a Saturday, especially in you know, January, February, like I'll drive around to three fields and watch three SG ball games. Yeah, wow. Literally, if there's kids there that I think are ones that I want to see play, I want to go there because I don't want to get up here on a Monday and talk out of my ass because you can see straight through it. Yeah, yeah. I want Especially to know what I'm talking about. People in that community as well that you know, watch the local league yep. and you know it, their brother's friend is that person yep. or, or whatever. For sure. Um, who's been a guy that was a CBA, could be anything, that the biggest CBA in the history that never amounted to the CBA tag? So it doesn't mean it have to be someone you've said publicly, but a guy that you've privately watched and be like, he is the best I've seen, but he didn't go on to do anything great in NRL. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Like, there's a lot of guys that I was very, very confident on coming through. And like a, a lot of them have made it to first grade, yeah. but a lot of them I thought would like just absolutely blow it away mm. and explode. I, uh, honestly, you, you put me on the spot. It's hard to it's – not, it's, not, it's not what I thought you'd ask me. I thought uh, you were going to say Dan and Kemp. <laughs> Well, it's funny because you fucking came from absolutely nowhere. I flew under your radar, bro. You flew under the radar. Didn't get to yeah. see the there's beat not, coming there's, through. There's not many that come through <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. And to be honest with you, I, I'd even be hesitant to, to say because you answer don't the question because I, I don't think that's fair to go. I, I just yeah. think that there's okay. Who's been the best like junior you've ever seen? Uh, best in not in reflection to their career, but yep. best junior where you've gone. Unbelievable junior. Uh, I would go Jack Bird or Bryce Cartwright. Really? Yeah. Great Jackie Bird. Jack Bird was off his head as a junior. Yeah, he wow. would. He could. <laughs> like Jack Bird could have honestly been the best one to thirteen. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. I mean, who can forget his grand final appearance at twenty-one years old? Literally tears his elbow ligament, kills it in the grand final. And that's the other thing with Jack Bird. Like, like, like I, I think people just forget sometimes. Like. Like what his body has been through and, you know, I, I, I'm not exactly sure what, what it is that Jack Bird's got, but it's like a modern-day miracle he's still playing. Mm, yeah. It's unbelievable. And he, I, Yeah, I, I, I was telling Maddie the other day, it's a funny story. 
my best mate who was my best man at my wedding, he's from Newcastle. He was a five eight coming through. He was the same age as Jack Bird. Yeah. So he'd always he like he he used to sort of say, you know, I'm probably good enough to be in some of these really good teams, but I just can't get in front of Jack. Yeah. It's just not, not a hope in hell I can do it. Anyway, he um he came down to Leichhardt Oval for like a New South Wales trial one time and he was in the New South Wales countryside and Jack Bird had broken his arm or something. Mm. So he's like, fuck, Jack Bird isn't in the team. This is my chance. And um, he said he came down to Leichhardt Oval and as he arrived, he saw Jack Bird walking around the sling or in a, crutches, whatever the injury was. And he's mm. like, oh, sweet, like, this is actually my opportunity. Said he ran out onto Leichhardt Oval all ready to go and he looks up into the grandstand. <laughs> you can see the coach. And who's sitting next to the coach picking the team? <laughs> Jack Burnie goes, fuck. <laughs> oh, that is fuck. Oh, man. Is, is there any stories of um, some of the younger boys that are killing it now in first grade that you can remember? As, you know, like, for example, similar to the Jack Bird story? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, a lot of those guys, like I remember um, like like Dallin when he was younger. He was a weapon. We're telling Zelezniak? Yeah, for Penrith. He, mm. he, he was the fullback in the Panthers side. He, mm. was, he was unbelievable. Like, you... You obviously watch Dallin now and how hard he runs the football, which I think is something that a lot of fans sleep on. Like he was the same size, running exactly the same at fullback back then destroying. at fullback, and he was just untouchable. Mm. Bryce was amazing. My my same mate who who lived up in Newcastle tells me the story. He was in Bryce's Harold Matt's year, or maybe his SG ball. I think it was in the SG ball, or whatever. But he said that you know they used to they'd be at Newcastle and they'd watch the Penrith bus pull up. And they'd watch the bus to see who got off, whether Bryce Cartwright got off or not. And if he got off, like he because he could have been playing Jersey flag under 20s or SG ball that day, just depending on what was happening. Mm. And they used to just sit there and watch the bus. And of course, because it was Bryce Cartwright, he'd sit on the back of the bus. So you'd always have to wait for the whole team oh. to get off. And they would, they'd sit there. And if there was no Bryce Cartwright, if the door shut, they just went, okay, we're, we're on, on today. We're a sniff oh, now. Yeah. That's crazy. He was just, and like the, the stuff that Bryce did, I think it was 2016 when he absolutely brained it in first grade. Mm. Like that's what he was like in juniors. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Go, you had yeah, had him in the other day. Who's a good mate now? Like Jackson Hastings at that age. Mm. It's unbelievable yeah. as well. So talented. Um, but yeah, there's there's been a lot of guys that you know. As I said, I wouldn't say their names, but a lot of guys you watch in SG Ball and Harold Matson just go, my God, how can these guys miss? Mm. It just shows how hard it is to get into first grade. Yeah, Some of these sure. guys you just never hear from again. Yeah, and it's funny that what about a guy that you watched coming through that probably wasn't that good but then just exploded not that good but yeah i know what you're saying but it's hard because you're like if they're not that good you don't notice them at that yeah, age okay, you know true. so it's hard to remember yeah because that's the other thing like with harold Matz and sg like you watch the nrl and like you know you might know the Broncos squad inside out mm. now in three years time that Broncos squad will be different but it'll be ballpark very similar yeah you watch Harold Matz and SG Ball and guys have a two-year window and they're new human beings coming in yeah. and you, you, you get to know them and how they play for a short amount of time, then they change again. So it's mm. it's hard to – like, and I, I, like I, I'm even sure like some of the guys that coach these teams would find it hard to sort of keep yeah. up with them and whatnot. But my my brother's been in uh, the Roosters system the last few years, so it's been, it's been unreal the last four years because mm. watching the Harold Matz and SG Ball – I've actually had him there to yeah. watch. So I'd go and watch his game and, you know, whoever he's playing, get to watch a lot more kids there and just get an insight from him and his mates, who's going well, who mm. they fancy. So it's actually been perfect timing as far as all the could be anything's on the show and everything that I've had that little bit of an insight to it yeah. as well. Yeah. Who's someone at the moment that's not in a first grade squad but coming through the grades that is special? Yeah, I, I really like this Raiders fullback, Chevy Stewart. Okay. I'm a big fan of him. Um, I know I've got... 
Matty the Waterboy sitting here. It's a kid at South Sydney, Jai Gray, oh. who I'm very excited about. A uh, bit of a smaller body. Yep. Uh, and, and that's the thing now, mate, like especially especially with hookers, halves, fullbacks, you know, as you would know, like the game is just so physical now. Mm. You're just not sure how guys are going to go. You're just not sure if their bodies are going to hold yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. And, it's, and I think, you know, the game's always been tough. There's no doubt about that. And people that want to say the game's soft now, like – you're clueless. Yeah, absolutely clueless. The contact today is way more hectic than way the contact yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah, for sure. And it's and you just don't know how these guys are going to go when they get put in that big arena. Um, mm. Latu Fine was one I've spoken about quite a bit who I'm very excited about. If I'm honest, I probably wish he was at any other team. Yeah. Just coming into first grade and whatnot. Well, you saw Benji Marshall come out and said that if uh, Bud Sullivan and Fainu kill in the preseason, they're the starting six and seven. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Which is a huge call. Speaking of the, the other guy in that uh, situation, Aiden Caesar, he would have been a massive. Could be anything for me. Oh, he was, was he a gun? He was a gun. Yeah, wow. So he, he played Canterbury SG Ball, I think it was. Oh, yeah, because he's Doggies Junior, wasn't he? Yeah, and then he ended up on the Gold Coast. He was very, and that's the thing. Like you go back to that under twenties comp and the guys that absolutely dominated that and how mm. it, like, mate, like I and it, like I remember watching um, Kyle Flanagan under twenties and just mm. going, "This is Joey." Yeah, you know, and Kyle Flanagan's ha- had a very good career and will continue to have a good career, but it's just it's the difference when you get to first grade, it, everything because you're playing against men. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing as well with these kids that are coming through at the moment, which I bring up all the time because I want people to remember that a lot of these guys lost a lot of their junior footy during COVID, mm. so they mm. went from instead of playing teenagers playing men, they went from not playing to playing men. Yeah, which is where I think a guy like Sam Walker. It's just off the charts what he's managed to do. Yeah. His size oh. to miss junior footy and come in and do what he's done is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, like, he's just – the size of him and what he has to deal with every single game. Like, it's almost a miracle that he's not missing 10, 10, 10 tackles a game. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, he might miss five and people will go at him. But I think the other beauty about Sam Walker is that he, he doesn't hide away from anything. Yeah. Like, I would almost advise him to hide away yeah, from Yeah, absolutely. Things, he doesn't. Mate, make some arm tackles sometimes. Getting steamrolled, like, yeah, it's jeez. Yeah. Um, okay, heading into this year though, the next year, and we'll do it on the show as well. Yeah. But who's your origin schmokey? Well, let's just get Ooh. real early. Let's go real early. Yeah. So someone actually asked me this the other day, and I, I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't sat down and gone through it all yet. Um, I still think that Hopgood will be a very good sniff. Okay. For Queensland, um, New South Wales is interesting. Because mm. I, I reckon Madge could clean out. Yeah, I reckon Madge could go really rogue, and I'm trying to think of guys that I think you know. I, I just think he will go for, you know. Obviously, um, um, Jackson's been been coached by Madge, so I've we've got a pretty good understanding of how Madge works and what he looks for. And I just reckon he will just go for a 17 that can hopefully just bash, just aggressive, just aggressive, just. Because yeah. I, I I think it is another thing that we I think as New South Welshmen, and I'm guilty of it as well. I think we just give too much respect to Queensland sometimes. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. there's a balance you have to find. I just, yeah, because like very rarely do you watch a game where 80 minutes, New South Wales are bashing Queensland. Like you'll see patches of 20 to yep. 30 minutes. Usually, like not usually, but recently when you've beaten us, you've just outclassed us, like mm. just outclassed us. Whereas, you know, you can watch very recent games of Queensland, 80 minutes, they're just tongue for leather, just going, yep. just going. Um, mate. Ask all the boys this. Favourite rapper of all time? Mate, I, I've heard you ask this to everyone ever. I honestly, I don't listen to music. You, what? <laughs> I genuinely don't. I listen to podcasts. Did you used to listen it. to music? Not really. Just never, I don't know. It's never been a... 
a big thing for what, me. What music comes to your head when you think? Honestly, like if I'm in the car, I'll put the radio on. Yeah, and I'll whatever's on, sweet. Like I will, like I will very rarely change the radio station. I yeah. just, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's it's weird, but it's just never. It's just never really interests me at all. My, wow. my my missus has dragged me to like one or two concerts. Yeah, and they're the only concerts I've ever gone to, and I, it just wow. doesn't interest me in the slightest. If you had to say one one like simply the best, is that your song? You know, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. Okay. Is I don't it, mind a uh, uh, Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. There you go. There you go. Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. Favorite movie of all time. Don't you dare tell me you don't watch movies, Guru. No, big movie guy. Um, I favorite movie of all time. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I do like like my sports movies. Yeah. Do enjoy them. Um, the Replacements is one of my favourites. You seen that? Yeah. Fucking hate That's a cracker. That. I love The Replacements. Any um, Given Sunday. Remember yeah, the Titans. Remember the Titans, a very good one as well. Um, yeah, well, once again, I, like, I, I'd like i find it hard to probably narrow down one movie. I mm. just sort of, whatever's on. The Replacements, say That was your first answer. So we're just going to go we'll with that. We'll take that. We'll sure. take step that. Step Brothers would be right up there oh, too. Mate, Big Step Brothers guy. So good. Anything Will Ferrell I'm into. Like, yeah. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Talladega and um, Laser Glory Semi Pro is very underrated. Semi Pro is super underrated. Sort of guy you're saying a f- um, Flint, Michigan jersey. Oh, that's unreal. great, yeah. mate. The great Rue. Thanks for coming on, brother. Appreciate it, and uh, I'll see you fucking on Monday, bro. See you on Monday. <laughs> <laughs>